is Kentucky Girl, Chapter 1, Part 3. She got out of bed and put on her clothes, all the while trying to compose how she was going to tell her parents. She thought of several openings but cast them away. She put on her blouse and then her underpants which reached down to her knees and then the long skirt reaching down to her ankles. While putting on her heavy shoes, she kept thinking of ways to breach the news to her ma and pa. At breakfast in the morning with her mother, Rachel was fidgety. Her mother looked at her closely and knowing Rachel, she knew that Rachel had something on her mind. So she said, out with it, Rachel. What are you so upset about? It must be very important for you to squirm like that. Yes, Ma, Rachel said. It is very important, and I'm afraid that you'll be upset with me. Clem and I are going to the new land of Kentucky and settle there. We talked about it together, and we'll be joining two other couples and leaving in a few days. And I don't know how to tell Paul. Rachel's mom was struck sad with this news, but she knew that her daughter was a strong woman and knew her own mind. So after a deep breath, she said, I will tell Paul. He will take it hard, but take it he will. So Rachel, you be going to the new land and you will be a Kentucky girl. I give you my blessings and am sorry that I will not be able to help you raise your kids. I will miss them very much, holding them in my arms and rocking them. You say you're going to leave in a few days, so we have much to do. You will need many things, so after I tell Paul, we will have to start getting these things together. you haven't given much thought to how you're going to transfer all this stuff to Kentucky. So get ready for aches and pains because they're coming your way. Since you don't have a horse or a mule to carry it, you will have to carry a lot of stuff on your back. No doubt your Clem will also carry a big load, but he can't do it all. I know because your pa and I did much the same thing after the war when we came this far into Virginia. I think the difference for you youngins is that that country is wild. The heathen Indians are murdering people and you will face great dangers. Yes, carrying this all on your back will be hard, but you can do it. Rachel, listen closely, because what I have to say is the most important. Keep very close tabs on your periods and do not have sex until it is safe. The worst thing that can happen 
is for you to get pregnant while you're traveling and then have to start a new farm. You must control Clem. He will be insistent at times, but he will obey you. Be firm. He will understand after a bit. Believe me, I had the same problem with your father. Rachel was choking up. Mom, I love you so much. You have done so much for me over the years. I will miss your love and your advice. And I will train and raise my daughter, if I have one, just as you have raised me. Yes, I know that would be tough, not only on the hike going to Kentucky, but after we are there. Yes, I know the danger from the Indians, but getting free land will be worth the chance we take. And Mom, thank you for talking to Paul for me. Later that afternoon, when Harry came back from the fields, Martha asked him to sit down. She had something to say. She told Harry of what Rachel just said this morning, and before he could blow up, she held up her hand, cautioning him to listen. Harry, just think of how it was when we first got started. You were so anxious to go west into Virginia. So remember that period, the joys and the heartaches, and pray for these two young ones starting out. They're going with or without your blessing, and the young man, Clem, has promised that he will say his vows with the first preacher that they meet. You also know that Clem understands his older brother will inherit their farm, and he will not have anything to offer our daughter. If they stay here, I agree with them. They will have a better future if they go to the new country. Now you can have your say. Explode if you will. Harry was silent for several minutes, obviously thinking and figuring out what to say. Then he said, Martha, I will support them in any way and all the ways that I can. And yes, I do remember when we started out. I've raised Rachel to be the son I never had, taught her to shoot and everything. As a matter of fact, at the last Grange meeting, the shooting contest, she beat all the men and boys. I have no doubt she can take care of herself. I only require one thing, and I recognize that I can't demand it. Rachel and her man must be married before they leave. Now, I know the preacher will not be here for four months, so as the father of the bride-to-be, I will perform the services myself and give the bride away. Then at the first opportunity when the preacher gets back, I will certify to him that they were properly married. He could then mark it up in the big book at the county courthouse. 
Having agreed with each other on such a momentous event, Harry took Martha in his arms and whispered in her ear, That youngin' of ours has your spit and fire in her. She will make it, and God help the one that gets in her way. As frontier people, the whole family accepted life on its own terms, but fought to twist it in their direction. So they set about getting things ready. Harry told Rachel she should have his best rifle, even though it would be a pain to carry. But if you do need to fight off the Indians, you'll find Bessie, I call her, will shoot straight, though she'll bruise up your shoulder, mate. Oh, Pa. I'll carry Bessie proudly and think of you the while. So the next day was filled with preparations and such. Clem and Rachel met with Bert and Betsy and also Dan and Nancy. They discussed what each had to take to carry with them on the trip. Bert revealed that he had obtained a sketch, which was not exactly a map, from one of the guys at the Grange who had been planning on taking the trip, but discovered that for one reason or another he could not make it. Both Betsy and Nancy discussed what their mothers contributed toward the trip. Each girl also expressed the feelings that their parents had toward the trip. It was almost a mirror image of the expressions by Rachel's parents. It was hard losing daughters to go on such a venture. The girls also agreed that because of the hiking on the trail, they would be better off wearing boys' pants just as they did when they worked on the farm. Bert, Dan, and Clem discussed what they had to bring and worked very carefully not to duplicate non-essential items. They also went over each item carefully because they knew that it was going to be difficult carrying them over the trail. Of course, each had a rifle, and Bert and Dan were very surprised that Rachel had her pa's rifle, even though they had seen her at the shooting contest at the Grange. Thinking on it, they felt each person had a rifle. Four of them were capable shooters, and so they felt they were a little more safe than perhaps others. While they were apprehensive of the things that could happen, they were also excited to go on this new land and start a new life. They had heard stories about the Indians and this wilderness, and while this gave them pause, they were also very anxious to start this adventure. Time passed very quickly, and all three families worked hard to prepare these young people. Though there were many words of caution and words of instructions handed down from father to son and from mother to daughter, moments would arise when time was taken out to hug one last time. <laughs> 